I took federal income tax with Professor Doran. He made it very interesting and he was just very funny and very engaging. So the sparks were flying. It was love at first sight. From I that, think that's definitely the first time I've heard that about, <laughs> about tax specifically. <laughs> that's yeah, great. Yeah, like if someone says, what do you do for a living? Probably the, the, the job you least want to say is like, I'm a tax attorney. It's like the most boring <laughs> job possible. But I think I think it's a blast. And I just fell in love with how that system operates. And I said, there has to be something going on here with my brain and enjoying tax. This is Admissible. I'm Natalie Blazer, Dean of Admissions at UVA Law. I'm so excited for today's show. It's definitely a -a one-of-a-kind episode. But before I introduce the topic and our very special guest, I need to provide a little bit of background about the Public Interest Law Association here at UVA Law. For those who may not be familiar, there are sort of three main career paths directly out of law school, not counting academia and becoming a law professor and other careers that may come further down the line. But straight out of law school, you have the private sector, which is made up mostly of law firms. There's judicial clerkships, which we covered on episode one of this season. And then there's public interest law, which is a pretty broad term, but it encompasses all kinds of work in the public sector. For example, working for a government agency or a nonprofit association. So the Public Interest Law Association or PILA, as we call it at UVA, is a student organization that is dedicated to the promotion of public interest law at UVA Law. PILA's activities include sponsoring social and networking opportunities to support students interested in public interest law, raising funds through its big annual auction and other fundraisers for student-funded fellowships, distributing those summer fellowships through a competitive application process, to support first- and second-year law students working in non- or low-paying public sector jobs during the summer, and so much more. So that was a lot of information, but what I want to highlight is the annual PILA auction, I have to say, is one of the most exciting events of the year here at UVA Law. This year, in the fall of 2022, the auction raised over $33,000 thanks to generous support from faculty, staff, student organizations, and local businesses and a silent auction that was attended by over 500 people, just to give you a sense of the scale of this event. That money will go directly to support PILA Plus grants, which are funded entirely by PILA and serve as a need-based supplement to the law school's public service summer grants, which of course are very generous but do not necessarily cover fully the summer cost of living for many students. So just to put this into context, you know, on a personal note, when I was a student here, I was awarded a PILA grant to spend my 1L summer working in the war crime section of the state court of Bosnia and Herzegovina in Sarajevo. So that PILA grant is what made it possible for me to spend those three months abroad, to live there, to fly there, to work there. I was not paid for that job. It was a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and I could not have done it if it weren't for the support of PILA. And I know those stories are super common throughout the law school. So what does all this have to do with today's show? Well, back in the fall, the student organizers of the PILA auction reached out to me and asked if I would auction off a guest spot on Admissible to help raise money for the summer grant program. And after everything I've just told you about how amazing this organization is and how much it helps our students launch their public interest careers, I really could not say no to that. Which brings me to today's guest, 3L Jeremy Cass was the highest bidder for the guest spot on this show. I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity to introduce another one of our wonderful community members to the listeners out there. 
so that you can all hear a firsthand account of the UVA law student experience. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thank you. Great to be here. And I'm glad that UVA has finally recognized my talent and achievement <laughs> by giving me the opportunity to bid on this podcast. I love it, too. I, I was so excited when they asked and thinking, like, what if nobody takes it? So I'm really glad you did. So before we go any further, this season, we are in the second season of Admissible. I've been starting every episode with a fun fact that I like to ask every guest. So, Jeremy, if it was your last meal on Earth, what would you have? Definitely Italian. Mm. Some form of spaghetti. Maybe the perfect spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, yum. Any dessert? I'll stick with the Italian theme. So I'll do gelato. Yum. Great choice. Great choice. Keep it light. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now, Jeremy, I want you to just Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from originally, where you grew up, and where you went to undergrad. Yeah, so I grew up in Columbia, Maryland. It's smack down the middle between Baltimore and D.C. I grew up there, decided to stay close to home by going to Johns Hopkins for undergrad, started my four years there. And then from there, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I went to San Francisco for a little bit, working for a biotech company, went back to Baltimore, studied for the LSAT the first time. Worked for my dad in kind of a business development role while he was trying to do a startup. Then I whipped out to Europe for a little bit, came back, bounced around some jobs, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Decided one point or another, I got to go to law school, tried to do the law school thing again. Took the LSAT a second time, then went to Philly for a year. COVID happened. Then I went to law school. I see. It sounds like you did a lot following your graduation from undergrad, what was the moment where you said law school is what I wanted to pursue? Yeah. So I initially coming out of undergrad, I thought I wanted to go to law school. I took the LSAT the first time and I didn't get the score I wanted. I had a low GPA. So I knew that I had to do really well in the LSAT to get to the schools where I wanted to be. But then sometime around Christmas the following year, I just, I was at a point in my life where I had been waiting on a job that didn't happen. My mom, who was an attorney, was breathing down my neck, telling me, (laughs) you should probably go back, take the LSAT again. And then I kind of realized that I could do it. So then I really cranked down on the LSAT this time. I spent three months living in my parents' house. I just took practice test after practice test after practice test, drilled it down. And then I got my score. I did better at that time. So I said, okay, I'm good enough. Then I made the full commitment. I do love that story because it resonates. I... I think, with a lot of successful applicants and current students, which is there's no real rush. Like if you don't have the score you want or you're not, it does sounds like you weren't maybe 100 percent sold on that law school was for you. And like you can take your time and it'll either come to you or it won't. And if you decide that it's not for you or if you're taking the LSAT multiple times, you're not getting to where you want to be. I think it's great to take that pause and to wait, because it is going to be such a huge commitment once you get to law school. So aside from the LSAT piece, what do you remember about just your law school application process? Like anything good, bad, or a memory that sticks out? Well, thanks to UVA, it was pretty seamless because they had, (laughs) they were the only school I think that offered like a three-week turnaround for early decision. I was living in Philly at the time, Every day when I walked to work, I would walk by UPenn's law school. So I, I was able to see that school a lot. And it ended up becoming up down to those two schools. So I just had to basically decide from those two where I wanted to push all my sh- chips. And Philadelphia was 
very busy, a lot of people. And I went to Hopkins for undergrad, which is also in a city mm-hmm. of a lot of people. And I kind of had this urge to get out into the country to kind of see a college town. Then just became the down to my lifestyle fit more than anything else. But because UVA's process was so quick, I, I applied the first day applications opened. I had everything ready to go. The decision was made for me by, I think it was like late end of October. I do like what you said, which is you did your research. You kind of knew where you had a good a good shot of getting in. And, you know, applying BED, our binding early decision program, um, as Jeremy mentioned, yes, you get a decision much quicker than if you apply regular. And if you're sure about the school, it is a really, really great option because then you have the whole year basically um, to know where you're going to go to get ready, all of that. So that's great. So I want to get into now what you've been up to at UVA Law. You're about to graduate in May, which is going to be here before you know it. So tell us a little bit about your almost three years here, like courses that stick out or activities or faculty, anything like that. Yeah. So I guess my career at UVA is kind of defined by my interest in tax that kind of grew out of nowhere. 1L, you take all the same classes pretty much every law student takes in the whole country. A lot of credits, a lot of reading. And it's, it's I think it's essential, I think, because it, it kind of drills in the legal thinking that's required to kind of appreciate other areas of law. So my torts professor in the fall recommended everyone take federal income tax in the spring. Professor Abraham, who's like a, the torts legend. And in the spring, I took federal income tax with Professor Doran, who was also a UVA teaching legend. I don't know if another professor would have made it less interesting, but he made it very interesting and very, and he was just very funny and very engaging. So I kind of related having fun and enjoying tax. So in the fall, I took partnership tax, which I had no idea what partnership tax was. Turns out it's the whole system um, called subchapter K. It's a whole kind of different form of tax within the tax world. And I just fell in love with how that system operates. And I said, there has to be something going on here with my brain and how tax <laughs> and the sparks were flying, and then uh, it was love at first sight. And I that, think that's definitely the first time I've heard that about, <laughs> about tax specifically. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, everyone asks me, like, if someone says, What do you do for a living? Probably the, the, the job you least want to say is, like, I'm a tax attorney. It's like the most boring <laughs> job possible. But I think, I think it's a, a blast. And I took more tax classes in the spring. My big law summer associateship, I ended up going into the tax group. And that's what I'll be doing since. I'm taking a lot of tax classes this year as kind of like my preparation. That's probably the single defining aspect of my UVA career was getting into tax because I could not have told you that. I love this for so many reasons. Again, I don't think I hear too many people get so excited about tax, which is great. And I tell people all the time, if you don't know what type of law you want to practice coming in, that's more than fine. You probably shouldn't really know for sure because you haven't even set foot in a law school classroom yet. So falling in love with a topic like that is just so great. And I and I think it is so connected to the faculty, right? Like their excitement can translate to your excitement. I do want to ask, you know, a little bit about your career. Your 1L summer, 2L summer, you said that you're ultimately going to be a tax associate at a firm Tell us a little bit about sort of how you spent those two summers. So my 1L summer, I was a research assistant for Professor Quinn Curtis. I think I was researching how ESG plans and retirement funds, if they actually are ESG, and then lawsuits that come from that. What Um, is ESG? 
environmental and social governance. Oh, I think okay. Is what it stands for. It's the hip new way that they try to uh, make financial instruments good for the earth. Basically. I see. I see. Or, and that was interesting. I the, the main thing for me was for the one L summer was I wanted to do something in the kind of economic finance mm-hmm. world. I was econ major at Hopkins too, and the work I I ended up doing ended up being cited in a Supreme Court brief that he wrote wow. for a case about ESG funds. So that was really that was cool and really rewarding. And then the second summer I summered at McDermott Will and Emery in New York. Initially as a healthcare because my background was in healthcare, and then I talked them into letting me do tax. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question actually about the tax. So since you have sort of fallen in love with tax as a doctrine and as an area of law, does has it changed like how you approach doing your own taxes? I've only done my taxes through TurboTax. So I basically what Same. I, I pay them sixty <laughs> bucks to let them do it for me. Yeah. Um yeah. I, my taxes are interesting. Yeah. Like, well, one, I don't get paid anything, really. <laughs> I've been <laughs> making true. negative money for a while. The real fun tax stuff is all the corporate transactions and the business organization and how they kind of structure a transaction around the tax rules. And that's the kind of stuff that I find more interesting. So the, the ordinary tax filings, I, don't, I couldn't help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. So you talked a little bit about your academic interests, your career path. Do you have like an overall favorite moment or memory from your time at UVA that can be like more like social aspect or, you know, something that happened in class, anything like that? I have a lot. And uh, <laughs> I would say one part of one of the reasons also why I came to UVA was softball. And I guess my favorite memory is probably a softball related one where it was, I think, the final tournament of the fall of my two L years. So last fall, and I wasn't really, I've, I haven't really been like contributing that much to the team all year in terms of my batting <laughs> average. But in like the last game of like our the first round playoffs, it was like one person was on, we were down like one run, and then I end up hitting a ball out of my shoe. It just went flying, and I came out of nowhere, and we ended up winning the game. Wow! And it was kind of like my David Ortiz moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know we have the softball reputation, and you know, rightfully so. I tell people moments like that, they are so much about your teamwork and your, you know, what you're doing for one another and like just getting out there and running around. And I think people who aren't into softball might be like, what is there for me? But there are so many people out there just like cheering and enjoying a beautiful day and just kind of taking a break. And, like, I definitely understand why that would stick out as a favorite moment. Well, like, half our outfield are just people standing there uh, talking. (laughs) That's also true. That's also true. So, Jeremy, a lot of our listeners are either currently applying to law school, waiting to hear back. Maybe they're thinking of applying next year. What advice would you give someone who's listening who's currently working on those law school applications? The best piece of advice I would probably give is that it's all going to work out Mm -hmm. in the end. You're not old at 23. You probably have no idea what you're going to do or where you're going to end up. But you play with the hand that you're dealt. And in the end, it's going to be up to you to chart your own path. I think that's exactly right. I've emphasized this a lot on the show. Everyone has to decide what's right for them. And if that means taking some time to figure it out, like you said, 23 is absolutely not old. Far from it. And to really do your research and and kind of figure out where is going to be the best place for you. It's not going to be the same place as for your best friend or your brother or your sister. So given that you're graduating soon, what are you going to miss the most about being a law student at UVA? Probably not being 
on call for my phone 24-7, <laughs> getting emails <laughs> yep. from my boss. That's probably yep. the number one thing. Besides that, I guess like kind of the collegiate atmosphere. It's, yeah. It is kind of the college town feel that I was looking for. And it was a great three years being in that kind of environment. I think, especially going from Charlottesville to New York, I'm probably going to miss how it's, everything's a little slower here. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more laid back, a little more relaxed, which is something I, I'm sure I'm going to be seeking once I get into the rat race. Absolutely. And I tell people, you know, UVA law is just a place that you are always going to have to come back to. You will be living in a big city, most likely for several years, starting out your career. But this is always going to be a place for you to return to. And that's really special. Jeremy, anything we haven't covered about your journey or about UVA law that you want to make sure listeners know? Yeah, well, I did want to give a shout out to Office of Private Practice because I got very average grades, 1L, and I don't know what they do in there. (laughs) But they swing their, their job wand and they go, wiggity-waggity-woo, here's a job for you and you. Uh, <laughs> and it was a breeze. <laughs> Luckily, UVA, obviously, they know what they're doing. But OPP, they really know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, they churn out job offers left and right. And they tell you this, and no one believes initially. They say, we're going to get you the job with the best fit, and you're going to love it. And everyone says, no, I don't, want I don't think so. But then in the end, that's exactly what happened. Everyone I know, they're at a a firm that's with the perfect fit and the perfect group and the perfect city. And I just want to give a shout out to OPP because they work their butts off from the moment school begins. They were telling us the one L's like the the intro meetings. They're already giving us advice of what to do. You email them, they'll they'll connect you with people, help you practice interviewing, give you advice on individuals and law firms that they know about if you're trying to network with them. They just go above and beyond. And I think the record speaks for itself. I love that. They absolutely deserve a shout out. They work extremely hard. They are experts in this area. They do take the time not just to get you a job. I love what you said. They really take the time to think through like, and meet with you and understand like what is going to be a good fit. They don't just want to jack up our employment outcome numbers, right? Like They want to make sure that it's going to be a good fit for you and a good fit for the firm, right? Because UVA law has these long-standing relationships with firms, and the reason firms love UVA is because we send them the best people for the job. We're not going to maintain those relationships with firms if we have people going there and then leaving after a year, right? There is magic to it, but there's also just a lot of institutional knowledge. And then, of course, you as a student, I do want to give you some credit and all of our students some credit. They have to execute, right? They have to execute in the interview and the callbacks and ultimately in their career. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for being here, for bidding on the show to be a guest. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot, especially like what an ESG is and that someone can fall in love with tax. So this was super fun. Thank you for having me. This has been Admissible with me, Dean Natalie Blazer, at the University of Virginia School of Law. My guest today was 3L and PILA auction winner Jeremy Cass. For more information about applying to UVA Law, please visit law.virginia.edu and click on the Admissions tab. The next episode of Admissible will be out Friday, February 17th. In the meantime, you can follow the show on Instagram at, at admissiblepodcast. Thanks so much for listening, and please remember to rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts.